Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, And binge on those videos, which which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Welcome to Trade Show University, the ultimate resource for marketers, planners, and business owners looking to create results, increase revenue, and maximize their ROI for upcoming trade shows. We'll help you navigate the complexities of trade shows, set the right goals, find true success, and get the most out of each experience for you and your team. It's time to get your PhD in ROI with your host, the man with over 25 years of trade show experience, Jim Cermak. Welcome to Trade University. I am so glad you're here. I am your host, Jim Cermak. And here at Trade University, we are helping people get their PhD in ROI. It's all about doing the right things and new things and different things that shows to really get the best results. As we record this, we are just starting to come out of the COVID pandemic. And here's what's really exciting to me. Obviously, I'm excited to see all the activity out there. The business is starting to reopen but I'm starting to see companies looking to begin planning for trade shows again. And that is just thrilling to me as someone who just gets way too excited about talking about trade shows. But we've got essentially, obviously every industry is a little bit different, but we got two big trade show seasons. We got the spring season and we've got this fall season. Well, spring season was canceled. And so what everyone started doing, all the trade show planners, they started rescheduling for the fall so now we fall kind of looks like a double booked (laughs) trade show season there's a lot of shows that are going to be coming on some of these are going to be virtual as we've already seen some of that going on which is great some of them are going to start being in person again i know i can't i can't wait for that i love to get in front of people and then you're going to see some that have a hybrid. They're going to be some, uh, there'll be in person, but they're also going to be streaming it live for, for those people who were not able to, to make it. So you're going to see a lot of stuff going on. This is your opportunity as an exhibitor, as a business, as a company, no matter if you're planning on participating at a huge national show or even at maybe a small local business expo, a health fair, a senior fair, whatever it might be, get yourself ready. It's going to be a different world out there. So you've got to do things differently. And that is why I am thrilled, beyond thrilled to have my guest today here because she's got some great ways to to look at things differently. She's got a great background of marketing and and I'm going to have her tell you about that. But she has got a great new book out that we're going to dive into that is going to really, really tie into everything that we're doing in the trade show world and do things differently from a different mindset. So my guest today is Catherine Miracle. She's an award-winning keynote speaker and a marketer, and she's a founder and CEO of Miracle Resources. Catherine and her team have created campaigns that have increased revenue and strengthened teams for over 100 brands. Catherine is the author of four books that are used by her 54 trainers, 
and her brand plus team equals revenue national training program. So thrilled and excited. Catherine, welcome to Trade Show University. Say hello to the Trade Show Warriors out there. Hey, Trade Show Warriors. I'm excited to work with you tonight and bring you some ROI that will help you in this upcoming season. And Jim, thanks for being our warrior. You guys know Jim really cares about you. He wants the best for you. So tonight we're going to go over the things that you need because at this unprecedented time, it takes much more creativity than we've ever had to force ourselves to use. And I want to talk a little bit about being a marketing firm since 2003. You know, we've always had a very different approach to how we do trade shows. And since you guys are all trade show warriors, I'll tell you my tough story. Driving to Philadelphia with a U-Haul behind me, getting ready for a client's trade show. And if you've ever driven into Philly, you know that's like a nightmare on Elm Street, right? <laughs> and, you know, sitting at the trade show and you're so excited to have everything set up. And, you know, again, the client was very clear how they wanted to do things. I was a young marketer and I hadn't had a chance to dive in and say, hey, I really want to change things up. So after the Philly show and watching a trade show person next to me that was horrible, I wrote out in um, a kind of a white paper, my manifesto of what should happen at a trade show and how it should be like your booth is your home and you're welcoming people into your home. But before you welcome people into your home, you need to ask the right questions. So my fourth book, which Jim referred to, is called Inquisitive Culture. And Inquisitive Culture is truly about the workplace. And our trade show booth or our table with our banners behind us, that is our workplace. So part of what I'm looking for for all of you to do before your fall shows, I want you to spend a lot more time talking with your top clients and people who you've seen attend shows and I want you to ask them, what is it they're looking for? You know, a lot of times when we did this, when I wrote my manifesto, people said, you know, I just don't want another bag. I don't want more stuff to carry. I really want to be able to come in and talk with you. I want to experience your product. Now, keyword there, experience your product. Are you letting them test drive your product, everyone? Have you asked your top clients what they want at the trade show. Did they want something that's related to your strategic personal brand? Here's an example. One of the best trade show experts that I saw out on the road in Philadelphia and Atlanta and a bunch of places I did trade shows and hosted. You know, she loves to bake and she baked little pies, homemade, grandma's recipe attached. Everybody got one. They could not wait to get to her booth at every every season it was that was her thing that was her personal brand it was that home touch it was she made something for you and again some of you may be hearing me right now and saying but Catherine I don't have the budget for that guys it doesn't have to be something expensive it could be a game that you're playing it could be that you let people come into the trade show booth and you do a selfie station or you do a facebook live where they get to talk about your product you know at the end of the day we all want to feel valued we all want to feel honored and do you remember jim when i said i was in philadelphia and i saw the worst trade show person ever 
this guy next to me, he looked mad when people came to his booth. <laughs> and I thought, why are you even here? And you know, I'm texting with my clients saying, hey, I want to try all these games. I want to try all this stuff. And the client's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So then I wrote my manifesto of the trade show will always be and my booth at events and conventions and expos. It has to be a place of fun. And trade show warriors, I want you to know, I had a time in my business in 2007. Remember those years? Those were bad years, right? Mm -hmm. And literally did not have much budget. So I bought bows at like the dollar store and I had eight and a half by 11 um, prizes, like on, on, on paper. I, they were just certificates to win things. And what happened was there were all these bows with the flip side of the gift um, so it was like a blank piece of paper. So they looked at the bow and the blank piece of paper and they could pick which one. Everybody got one. They picked it up and they're like, oh, I get a free seminar. Oh, I get a tour of this. Oh, I get this. Guys, it cost me nothing. And they called, followed up. I got one-on-one -on -one time with them. I gave them a slice of my service, not the whole service, a slice of my service or a discount on my service. And literally, it cost me a dollar at the dollar store and whatever my printer cartridge was to print those out. And of course, we had the balloons. Okay, so I'm going to add in 60 bucks on that. So the booth was fun. I was the only person who had balloons. And you guys know what balloons are, just like when we're little kids. It gets people attention, <laughs> like, wow, something's going on. And I just didn't have the money back then to do something you know, that cost a lot, but everybody had fun and everybody won. It was great. So Jim, when you hear me talk about being inquisitive and inquisitive culture, a lot of people probably think inquisitive means, oh, annoying and asking questions. Well, Jim, you know me. Inquisitive means watching people, reading people, observing people. As trade show warriors, we need to read who's walking past that booth and know when it's okay to say, hey, come visit us, and when it's okay to maybe, you know, let them go past a couple times. We've got to read the room, right, Jim? Absolutely, absolutely. And for everyone listening, talk about coming out with rapid fire value <laughs> that <laughs> Catherine is bringing. Like, wow, just amazing stuff. But yes, yes, I just want to back up what you said, create that fun atmosphere, that experience. People need to come in and get an experience. And I, I am right with you. you. You mentioned people, yes, is it great to get a squishy toy? Is it great to get these other things with your, your uh, name on it, your logo on it. Absolutely. Is it great to get brochures and stuff? Yes. But they want, they remember an experience. They remember someone that not only gave them an experience, but someone that could give them a solution that they remember. Oh my gosh. Yes. I can't wait to get back to the office next week and call Catherine because she gave me the best idea and I can't wait to get back and call her. So fantastic. But I really want to dive more into this into your book, Inquisitive Culture, because I think that is a key that is missing for a lot of people, especially now, especially now the, the world kind of had the pause button pushed and a lot of weird things happening and, and it's time to be more inquisitive. So to so dive in a little bit more into your book and how not only on the trade show floor, 
but back in the office. What can the inquisitive culture mean for our listeners and their companies? And Jim, I want to thank you for taking time to ask that. And I want to tell the trade show warriors, all of you have jobs and you've all been in the workplace. And um, 12 years of research has gone into this book. And it's something that's so needed because the, the tagline of the book is surviving today's workplace culture and changing it. Now, I wrote the book clearly before we knew about the pandemic and about all of the violence and the um, conflict that's happening in our country. And I want you to know that this book and this conversation has become a communication revolution. We had gone across the country, 54 trainers across the United States, and we work with people in the workplace. And here's what they find. And they tell us, they talk about the problems in the workplace. And when we listen and we observe, so much is miscommunication. So much is people not observing. So much is us not looking at ourselves and being accountable. In today's society with everything going on, and for everybody who's a trade show warrior and in the workplace, we have to observe and understand our triggers. We know that we have them. So let's take that example from the book to the trade show floor. You might hate the person who comes up to your trade show booth sets down their coffee, spills their coffee on your stuff, talks to other people, and takes up all of the space. You know you hate that. So what we do in our training and what inquisitive culture helps you do is set a mindset for, okay, when that person comes up to my booth, how am I going to handle that? Am I going to have a garbage can ready? Am I going to have a mug with my company's name on it to give to this person? Am I going to introduce this person to the booth next to me to move them along? So what is inquisitive culture? It means preparing yourself for the situation by observing and listening. So for trade show warriors, very important before you go to your trade show, you're tweeting, I'll be in booth 56, or you're reaching out to some of the participants who you know will be there, or you're setting up something fun for them to do that they know. Um, trade show people who sell makeup often will say, we're going to take headshots at our booth. We'll do your makeup a little bit, and then we're going to take headshots. And we all know we need a new headshot every six months, right? So what can you do for the consumer your client, your customer. Inquisitive culture teaches us that we need to ask them, what is it that you need right now? What is it that you're looking for? And please, friends, we all love surveys. <laughs> Just kidding. I get so <laughs> sick of filling out a million surveys. I am the person who will write one-on-one, -on -one, not a mass email. I'll write to my top client and say, you know, what do you think of this? or I need your advice. You know, it's just one question. And then I let them give me feedback. Because if I send someone a survey, they're gonna say, oh yeah, I'll get to that later. We need to make it easy for people and we need that communication revolution that our teams and trainers have started to start looking at how we communicate and how do the people we communicate with want to, to communicate with us. Like here's an example. Since the pandemic, maybe some of you have been on like eight or nine Zoom calls a day. I'm on my seventh Zoom call today. I love when someone asks me, how would you like to communicate? And I ask people, how would you like to communicate? 
Recently, I went on a socially distanced walk with one of my clients, top client. We walked for two hours. It was so great to get my steps in. We learned so much because guess what? We are sick of sitting on a Zoom call. So when you talk with your trade show um, clients and customers, you need to ask them, be inquisitive. Ask them how they want to communicate. What are they looking for? What would be helpful for them? Some of them may say to you, because when I wrote my manifesto, you know what a lot of them said to me? Catherine, can I meet you before the booth opens so that way, you know, you're not, there's not a line? Oh yeah, definitely. I will meet you. So do your prep work. Find out by being inquisitive what your customers and clients want. Then at the show, again, make them feel at home, make them feel valued. And then you mentioned, Jim, the follow-up. Afterwards, yes, they should be excited to call you. But ask them and work with them on how they want to be communicated with. The guy next to me, the bad guy that I told you about at the trade show, he said to me, oh, you know, I call people like 15 times and they don't call me back. Okay, well, most of the people I work with are not going to take an unscheduled phone call. We set up a phone call. When I work with people, I like to have a phone call set because I'm in meetings or trainings. So for all of us on this call and everybody who's going to listen to this, we've got to stop thinking about what we want. Be inquisitive, observe, listen. Let's learn from others on how they want to communicate. That's how we'll build the relationship. And that is truly being inquisitive. I couldn't agree more. And I love that the, uh, the tagline or the subhead of your book, surviving the workplace culture and changing it. Oh my gosh. And, and I, I'm sure everyone who's listening, and, and maybe it's not today, but at some point, you're like, oh my gosh, the, I go into work and the energy is just drained from me because of the culture or the communication methods. Or, and like Catherine said, think about how you like to be communicated to. Think about how you get your energy and ask others. There's probably a nugget in there about how you get your energy. Don't just push your stuff out on people. Don't just blah all over them. Ask them, how would you like to be communicated with? Make it easy. Make it personal. Like she said, don't just send them this 50-question survey. Even if that's all, that's the stuff you want to know, ask them one question. Let them say, hey, you know what else? I want to tell you about this as well. And people will. They'll go out of their way to help you out. But make it simple. Make it easy for them and make it personal and create that communication revolution. I love it because that is really... We, we as, a, as a culture, we're just not very good at communication. We have social media and texting has ruined us. <laughs> not to the point that it can't be fixed. And, and thank you for all you do, Catherine, every day to fix that and, and have a revolution in our communication methods. But think about, you know, what we do in, well, I'll, I'll just give you an example. And I'll pick on my son because he's my son and he could take it. But he, he, was, he graduated from college a few months ago and he was uh, getting ready to do an internship. And he said, hey, dad, I'm, I'm replying back to this guy about this internship. I met him at a career fair. Can you read the email before I send it? I'm like, absolutely. And there was, it was like so casual. First thing he said, hey, Craig. And then and I'm like... <laughs> Jake, you can't say, hey, Craig, you can't, you, you, you got to say, 
dear sir, or hello, or good afternoon, something more formal. He goes, but, but, at the, but the time we were on the phone, it was really chill. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Raise yourself above. If he brings it down to hay, that's fine. But if you go in at hay and he's expecting and everybody else is giving him something, something a little bit higher formal, you got to know that. And it was all one big block of text and the punctuation wasn't very good. I'm like, oh, what are they teaching these kids? So this is so important. And, and that's not just, uh, not just that form of communication, written communication, but also how do we talk with each other? How are we compassionate? Are we listening? Listen, you got to listen. And that goes along with asking those questions, be inquisitive and don't just ask the questions, then open up those ears and say, let me absorb everything you're saying, take it in and really put it into practice. Such, oh my gosh, Catherine, I can't wait to read this book because this is important, important stuff that I think is going to help so many companies. So thank you for, 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 and thank for you for sharing about Jake, because I like that you said to him, you know, when you look at how does he feel, how does Craig, the prospective employer, feel when he reads your email? Are you making him feel that he's important? And it's kind of funny because think about when you were taught, especially for our trade show lawyers, what you wear says um, it's, it's a message to who you're meeting with. So you dress for who you're meeting with right? So if, if you show up to a job interview and sweats, you clearly think this company doesn't care. So when we look at being inquisitive, it's saying, okay, what do I want this person to feel and think? And that's being inquisitive. So before I write the email, do I want that person to see how good I am? Well, then I'm going to double check my grammar. Then I'm going to do that. I'm going to wear a suit to the interview, all those things. And you said it best, but you know, I just think it's so important, as you said, you know, when we look at our communication, part of us has to look at ourselves and go back to the core of if we as trade show warriors want people and, and even in the workplace, if we want people to feel comfortable with us and feel like they can come and talk to us, we need to know their style. So let's say back to Jake's comment that, you know, the guy is real casual. And he feels it's a more casual sounding. And you know, because we're both in marketing. Marketing and advertising is a whole different world than corporate banking, right? Oh, so yeah. we need to know who we're talking with, what is their style, how they work with people. But at the end of the day, like I said earlier, everyone wants to feel important. Everyone wants to feel respected. And if we as trade show warriors, as business owners, entrepreneurs, everybody who's listening to this, if we would only take the time to think, how does this person want me to communicate with them? And if you don't know the answer, ask them. There's nothing wrong with making an ask. That's being inquisitive. It's, it's asking those questions, being inquisitive. It's all in the name of the book, the inquisitive culture. And we've got to incorporate that kind of culture in our, in our workplaces, at our trade shows, so important to ask questions. Don't just start going into your 30-second spiel or five-minute spiel or 20-minute spiel that I've been stuck in as felt like prisoner at some trade shows. People yep. just go on and on and on. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not your customer. I'm not your customer. Let me get out of here. <laughs> but it's so important. And it doesn't matter. And I'll just throw this in there. It doesn't matter where you are in the company. 
whether you're the president or a vice president or a manager or you're a clerk or whatever you are in the company, you can be an agent of change by starting to ask questions, start being more inquisitive, start listening and taking in what people are saying to you. So, so important. Catherine, thank you so much. So, so give, us, give us a couple of key takeaways you want people to get from today's episode. I think the before, during, and after, thinking about any customer and client interaction, the pre-work that goes into it. I remember, because I'm older, when people would Google me, now it's commonplace, but the first time it happened, I met with a financial planner and they really had done the research. I was very impressed. It showed me the importance of the meeting. Nowadays, if somebody hasn't Googled you, you can kind of almost feel like, wow, you didn't really care to research very much. You know, we have so much information out there about ourselves. And you guys know when you're interacting with customers, you pretty much know job titles of people who will be at that show. And if you know pretty much the companies, which most trade shows will at least say what companies are coming, like I work with directors of training and HR directors and CEOs. So I can Google and figure out who the CEO is of the company and clearly who the director of training is. And I just want you guys to know when we take the time to research, we're showing that we really care. We're showing that we're really interested. It's not spy-like. It's, it's inquisitive because it's saying, I want to learn about you. I'm curious. So I believe in that pre-work so much. Then at the event, again, being inquisitive, you have already listened and talked with people and they've said, you know, this is what I'd like to see at your booth. I'd like to actually try something. And you may get some feedback that says, you know, there's so much in your trade show booth, I feel like I can't walk in and talk to you. Well, that's a problem. I want you to come in and talk to me. So you need that feedback. You have to have that feedback. And then after the show, follow up, but find out what their sweet spot is. Most of the people I work with love a good text from me or an email, and then we set up a call. And a lot of times we're doing the socially distanced walk. Um, it's the new golf, I call it, because I love to play golf and you learn about people from playing golf. But now people just want to get in some steps because we're sitting on these Zoom calls. So find out how they want to communicate. And that's how we build the relationship. Now, I want you to get all of those clients that you have had, and they are now your brand ambassadors. Literally, because I'm, I love doing trade show, and I love doing convention, and I, I love doing expo, and I've got my big banners, I've got all my fun games, I have meetings with people who will endorse our product. Last one I did, I literally looked over, and three of the clients of Miracle Resources were selling for me at my booth. I didn't even ask them to do that. How great is that? Now, how did that happen? It's not that I, I trained them by talking, I guess you could say, and they're experiencing my work. I didn't sit them down and say, you're going to be my brain ambassador and you're going to sell for me. Instead, what I did was I listened to their needs and I fulfilled them and they were my testimonials and wanted to share that story. So Build a brand ambassador, Warriors. Build some people around you. Make your booth the center of activity. Do it. You deserve it. If you've listened and you've solved problems, they want to share that about you. So don't be afraid of that. And that's just confidence, everyone, from the work that you've done. It's not boastful. 
It's the fact that I have a solution and I'm really excited to share that with you. Such awesome takeaways. Use that inquisitive culture, that inquisitive mindset before the show. Get to asking your customers, your clients, your target, what is it that's of interest to you and bring that to the show. And during the show, keep asking questions. And what's going to happen? You're going to create those brand ambassadors. You're going to create those raving fans. And that's a whole other topic. <laughs> but, you, <laughs> but you do things the right way and you ask and you listen and you will build those raving fans, those brand ambassadors who will just come out of the woodwork and without even being asked, they're giving you testimonials. They're giving you referrals. They're, they're bringing other people into your booth. And I've seen this happen before. It does work. My gosh, thank you so much. Great, great tips, great value all the way through this episode. I am just so excited and so thankful that you came on today. So Catherine, tell, tell us a little about, about um, the book, Inquisitive Culture, and where people can find it. Oh, on Amazon, and you can even just write in my name, Catherine Miracle, but Inquisitive Culture, Amazon, either way, you'll be able to find it there. And I want to tell you, Jim, I really appreciate being on this call and sharing the book with everyone and, you know, you promoting it. I want you to know where it really started, though. The real research, because I work with two universities and I get a lot of my research and do a lot with them on that. But my mom was very inquisitive, and we lost my mom in 2017. My mom was the type of person, Jim, that she would ask you a question, and you never felt that she was, um, you know, like uh, too pushy or annoying. It was a question that showed that you really cared, and my mom was an excellent listener. And then my mom also, like my son-in-law, Alex, who the book is also dedicated to, they just had a way of like, look at you and they would know what you were thinking, which is just, I think it just blows me away. Like, I think I'm pretty good at that, but I mean, they are, they were both excellent at it. And I just want you guys to know that's what we need to do because we live in a society where people are very stressed. The people who are going to listen to this call um, that we're doing, this podcast and my calls with you and everything that we worked on. They're going to say, I'm so stressed, I'm furloughed, I don't know if I have a job. I mean, this is COVID-19. People are very worried. And when trade show comes back, those stressors, you know, people are still going to come into your booth and maybe have some of those feelings or they've got a shortened budget. They don't have as much budget as they used to. I hope and pray that you guys will be the people who read these people, listen to them and understand they're hurting they need a solution and you can provide that. But the only way you get to provide that is if you show them you care by observing and listening. That's the only way they're gonna let you in. And I want you guys to know, once you have that skill set, like I've had to work really hard on that and I learned so much from my mom and I learned so much from research, but I stopped talking and I started listening. So when I get on a call with someone, I want to listen for the first 20 minutes to everything they have to say. I'm not lying. 
I learned so much and then I can come back with a really great solution. And when I was younger, Jim, oh, that's not how I was. I did all the talking. So I want you guys to know this is a skill that's not easy because you have to learn a lot about yourself and you have to change up some things. And in some cases you have a short window of time. That's why your pre-work matters very much. And don't be afraid to reach out to people that you do not know, but you know they're coming to the show and say, I'm going to be at Booth 56 and I just wanted to know um, what you'd like to hear. What would you like to learn? What would you like to do? What would you like to experience? And they may say, you know, by the time I get to Booth 56, I need something to drink. Okay, have some drinks there. That means they're going to stick around a little bit and that means you can listen. So I want you guys to know I respect what you do. I, I love that you're out there helping people. And I know that you'll be inquisitive. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening to these ideas and this research and everything I'm bringing to you. Such amazing, amazing uh, research insights. And I, I want to go back to something that Catherine said that is just so, so incredibly important right now is that there's going to be people, businesses that are really coming out of the gate struggling. They are hurting big time. They don't have the budget. And here's a word that I've been living by, and I know a lot of people, a lot of businesses are living by right now. When you inquire, when you ask the questions and you listen, and you might, it might not be what you want to hear because they don't have the budget, so maybe they can't afford your current solution, it's time to pivot. It's time to figure out how can I help you anyway. Maybe it's not the full solution like you're used to selling them, Maybe they need only part of what you can do, or maybe it's doing something completely different to serve your customers, help them get through this tough time until they can afford what you have again. So don't be afraid to pivot. It can mean the world to your customers and also can mean the world to your company as well and, and put yourself in all new directions that, that uh, can just bring new blessings and, and new, new customers out of the woodwork. Catherine, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being here today. As we, as we close up, what is the best way, if anyone wants to, you already told them about the book, so get onto Amazon, type in Catherine Miracle or Inquisitive Culture, you're going to find that book and her other books that she has as well. But what's the best way for them to reach out to you if they want to know more about Miracle Resources? Um, they can go to MiracleResources.com or CatherineMiracle.com, either one of the websites. But if you Google me, I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> and yes, my last name really is Miracle. People are like, is that a stage name? I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> I'm just like everybody on this podcast. I work and, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm easy to find. And I want you guys to know that, you know, I'm always here to help. I'm always here to listen. I know that this time has not been easy. Jim's given us the best advice. We have had to pivot. And I'm the person, Jim will probably tell you, that if you get on the phone with me, I will give you the craziest creative ideas and they work. I mean, <laughs> I ask our clients. I love it. I mean, I love helping. I'm teaching a marketing course right now. And, you know, my students are like, I can text you. I'm like, yeah, I love it. I love to brainstorm and do ideas because I want your booth to be fun and I want you to have fun and I want you to get business because you are inquisitive. Thank you so much and take her up on this. 
reach out, check out her website, check out all that she has to offer and reach out to Catherine. She is an amazing, amazing resource. It's in the name Miracle Resources. And she is just such a gift uh, to all the people that know her. And I am so grateful. Again, thank you for coming on on uh, the Trade Show University podcast. I know everyone got a lot out of that. And if uh, to get her uh, information, and I'll put some more information about the book right in the show notes. So click on that show notes button and you will get all that information. So thank you again, Catherine, for joining me today. This has been an absolute pleasure of mine uh, to have you. It's great to uh, talk to you again. And uh, for everybody, uh, continue to prepare. Get ready for that next trade show season, whether that's virtual, whether that's in person, you got to prepare. I would greatly recommend heading back to some of my earlier episodes of Trade Show Universities. Those first four episodes are the basics. If you haven't been in the trade show world for a little while because of COVID, whatever, get back there and learn about goal setting, learn about training your booth staff and all sorts of great stuff, which is the, the core pieces that you need. And then make your booth fun. Make your booth fun. So check those out. Check out all of our uh, all of our episodes. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all the great places. Trade Show University, and we will see you next time right here at Trade Show U. Today's episode of Trade Show U is brought to you by our sponsor, Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day free trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com/tradeshowu. Browse the unmatched selection of audio programs, download a free title, and start listening. It is that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com slash tradeshowu to get started today.